0: Welcome to another exciting episode of One Win Presents. Brian, your host here, and I'm honored to introduce you to a two-part mini-series honoring the legacy of a legendary figure in the world of chutney and soka. Today, we pay tribute to the late and great Mr. Mohan Jaikaran. He has dedicated his life to promoting this unique and vibrant genre of music through his James C. Entertainment firm. With a passion for Caribbean music and culture, Mr. Jaikaron operated some of the most popular nightclubs in Queens, New York, such as Calypso City, Rum Jungle, and Maracas. He also found the time to establish a media empire in Trinidad, including Win Radio, Win TV, and One Win Media is not who they are without this man. He also made a significant impact as the vice chairman of Caribbean Airlines. Join us as we delve into the life and achievements of this remarkable man and discover the impact he has had on the world of music entertainment. Passing it on to my co-host, here's Nellen Hunt. Nellen, take it away.
1: I'm speaking with Winston Dukaran, former statesman of Trinidad and Tobago and now the Secretary General of Euclid University. Mr. Dukaran, thank you so much for taking time to talk about your life and interaction with Mr. Mohan Jaikaran of WIND TV. What was the first thing that ran through your mind when you first met him?
2: He was a deep thinker. Mm -hmm. It turned out he was a strategic thinker. It turned out, when I began to hear about his own life, that he was a person not afraid to take on new challenges. It turned out, as I got to know him a bit more, that he was also an entrepreneur. And he was a risk-taker, but I also learned in the process that he was able to walk towards a vision that was in his mind, a vision that was attainable, but a vision that many of his associates and colleagues and friends thought was beyond reach. Uh, but mohan Karachi too, never felt so. And the conversations I've had with him over the time have always confirmed in my view that here is a man with a dream and a vision, and that he was pursuing it using all his own innate talents to so do. His vision was not a vision only for himself. We all have to work for our own deeds. His vision was a vision for the society at large. Yeah. And in that sense, I remember him speaking to me about his idea for Win TV. (laughs) Itself was a a great challenge, which he accepted. And I must admit, that's when I met him. And your good self, as you reminded me earlier. Yeah. It was that easy to enter into that world. That almost strange world in our country, Trinidad and Tobago. But he took the plunge, And he during his in. period, built an institution that became so much admired by the people and provided an avenue for the expression of the ordinary views and the ordinary culture of the people.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: For that, I admired him. He interviewed me on several occasions, or caused it to be interviewed. And obviously, what prompted my interview was all his politics. But what really was the content of my interview was nation-building. Um. And I looked, I looked upon him with different eyes. Because where I went there looking to be attacked, I went there to find a supportive hand in nation building, and in nation building is of opinion. And we are able to trash that out in a way that that I think his audience uh, enjoyed, and he himself was very satisfied. So in sum up, in terms of my initial impressions when I met Mohan Zyker, is that this was a quiet man, but this is a man with a dream, this is a man who was going to do things that is consistent with his dream, but he was also very shrewd. It's a businessman, And he was able to make things happen because Mm. one of the things in the world in which I live, there are many people with dreams and visions, but very few can convert those dreams and visions into a reality. He was one such person. Thank you
1: so much. You know, he used to say about you, whenever you were coming to the studio. And it's funny that you said you found these support and everyone was always really excited to talk to you. I remember him saying once, um, listen, Grant coming in, you know what he's saying. If you want to talk for three hours, let him talk for three hours. And, <laughs> and you know, he, he respected wisdom. He respected knowledge. He respected perspective, even if it was different because it then lent to the, the bigger picture being even better. It wasn't his vision is the only way. He had his vision, but he knew, you know, the whole thing about a village raising a child, that's how windy he was, him, in many ways. So you, you, you said it completely, succinctly when you talk about his dreams and his courage, you know, it, it, a lot of people have said the same thing. So clearly, that touched everyone when they met him, what he felt. Win TV could do and accomplish, and not just Win TV, all of his other cultural endeavors as well. That he felt that there was a place in the national psyche for, for understanding of culture and its importance. Creating, you know, as they like to say, we own thing.
2: But you know, you're so right. But um, he was doing more than just doing that, he was showing us how to build the bridges between the United States technology. And, yeah. to and to be cultural richness.
1: Yeah,
2: um, wow. It was a pioneer, I think. And it's something that I learned. And it is really part of the new economic strategy that mm-hmm. we need to create in different ways. He was doing it in the field of culture. He was doing it in the field of media. But he was showing how to link these countries together and uh, to use the technology you have in the United States um, and the market and the cultural goods we have um, to give it a global product. So in a way, he was building what the new world was going to be. Yeah. And he may not be able to express it the way that I have now, in retrospect, expressed it. But I think this is what he was on, the part that he was on.
1: Vincent Dukaran on his words about Mohan Jai Karan. Thank you so much.
3: A lot of opportunities of business in Trinidad, but there's still a few things Trinidad government has to do to make it more, you know, accessible. There's things in Trinidad sometimes we're really caught up, you know, and you can't get things done that easily, you know, and that's what a lot of business people who goes down there thinking they're gonna get things done. It's very hard, and they had to make it a lot, lot more easy, access accessible. Although. Know, Companies to get property land and for development. But we're not have a lot of potential, you know, and we need to diversify the the, the economy.
1: As we continue to discuss the legacy of Mohan Jaikaran, Laverne McGee, an Emmy-winning, not just journalist, but an Emmy-winning journalist, has her memories of him that she can share with us. Laverne is currently on air in the United States as a news anchor and journalist. Laverne, thank you so much for taking some time to talk with us. Tell us what was the first thing you thought about. I used to call him Mr. G. Everybody has a name for him. What was the first thing you remember about meeting Mr. G.?
3: Well, believe it or not, I called him just Mohan and I never realized that he had so many other aliases, but I just called him plain old Mohan. And I met him when I was working in New York City at a, at a station that is now Fox owned. It was uh, had previous ownership before that. So I was an on-air journalist at the time when I met him and I used to go to the club Uh, and socialize and sometimes there were events and different Mm. things like that and so I ended up um, you know chatting with him and you know talking about uh, you know the tv business and other things like that and we just hit it off uh, because uh, he had an interest in business and media and so did I and we knew a lot of the same people at the time, uh, you know, we used to do a lot of things with the, with the Trinidad consulate, uh, which, of course, uh, unites a lot of uh, Trinidadians yes. uh, who lived in New York. And so we knew a lot of the same people and whatnot and just developed this relationship about this, our love of Trinidad and our love of media and business. And we hit it off that way. And throughout the years, just uh, would brainstorm a lot. Uh, and talk about, you know, what was going on and ways to link Trinidad with the US and ways to promote Trinidad culture in the United States. So all of these things we used to talk about.
1: Interesting to hear that he would brainstorm with you and talk about the, the media business. Did he share with you the fact that Win TV would one day be Win TV?
3: Well, at the time it wasn't thought of that way, but he had, he always had big visions and he was unique and he was able to, he was a Trinity, but he understood how things worked in the United States. And he understood the power of business. He understood the power of media. He understood the power of Trinidad culture, believe it or not in America. Mm -hmm. In fact, I did uh, an on-air interview and I did it with a radio DJ at the time. He's still a famous New York DJ. His name was Funkmaster Flex. And I brought him to the club and we did a whole special on it. Uh, and so at the time it was Hot 97 in New York and we talked about the club and people really, really liked the idea that they could go out and listen to soca music and whatnot. And he really understood that it could be a part of the mainstream culture in America And people were hungry for that type of culture and hungry for that type of um, entertainment. And so, you know, we all used to chat about these things and talk about it and whatnot, Uh, but he managed to actually bring his thoughts into reality. uh, And it was really amazing to see.
1: One of the really interesting things that I learned back then from him and continue to learn is, how much he continuously thought of ways to to grow as an individual to grow as a media person and he took so many chances i mean when i started at win tv it was just to do a christmas special called a trinity christmas and then he said do a whole season and i said but mr j i don't know anything about filming a a, a season he goes Just find out what a Trini Christmas is like. Talk to people. And that was what the show was about. And the the reaction and the response was so great that he ordered another season before the first season was over. And then in the meantime, he goes, you know, you should consider doing the news. And I said, what do you mean doing the news? And he was just, it's like the gears in his head were continuously turning, constantly. Constantly, And he always said, take a chance and do it. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. What's going to happen if it fails? If it fails, it fails. He was really, really brave. I really admired that about him a lot.
3: Yeah, he was very passionate about things. And so when he took on a project or took on something new, he really, really put his heart and soul into it. And that's really a lesson we can all learn. If you have an idea and you think you have an interest in something, pursue it. And pursue it passionately.
1: He never saw the downside. I remember I went to him and I said, Mr. Hey, G I have some news. And he says, What? And I said, I'm migrating, so I'm leaving Win TV. And he said, Hmm. Well, actually I've been trying to figure out who we could have there to do stories for us, you know. So you're not really leaving Win T V. And I was blown away by the generosity of his thinking. That, you know, first of all, I would never tell you not to pursue your dreams, but it's just working out that you're going to be in New York. So it's perfect for everyone. And that really just made me cling to media work even more. And, And that grew my passion even more while I was there. And then moving to New York, instead of thinking, well, I'm moving to New York, I'll be doing something else. I also got the opportunity to continue in media. And I was wondering, what would you say to someone as you started saying it about having a passion and having something you like? What made you stay in media for so long? Because we both know that the media industry is demanding. It's tough. and It's, it's not static. It's constantly evolving and changing. How do you keep up?
3: Well, you know, I didn't always stay in it. I was in it for many years and I left for a short amount of time. I Mm -hmm. was working in a government agency and then I went back to media. So I had some experience outside of media as well and went back to it. So that tells you how much I love it because I actually went back to it. Uh, And it's interesting because I had many conversations with Mohan um, and he understood the, the importance of media. He also understood the importance of how government works and how business works and Mm -hmm. how the three of those are intertwined and not too many people see that they see well i'm just in one industry or whatever and i think that was another reason why we had um you know we had a good strong business relationship in terms of that because we both understood that dynamic whereas a lot of people saw those as three different areas. And we saw the interconnection between it. Uh, And so for him, of course, he was always trying to promote Trinidad, Trinidad culture. He was always trying to um, find ways to enhance life in Trinidad while he was trying to promote the culture in in New York Mm
4: -hmm. and in the
3: States. And that requires a lot of people supporting you and the and those people are in government and other businesses and so forth. So uh, he understood that dynamic. I did as well. We also understood the dynamic of raising funds and fundraising and that kind of thing, whether it's for uh, philanthropy or whether it's for you know a certain issue or whatnot. Uh, so all of those things tie into it, and I just have a passion for that. And right now, I'm focused on media. I've been blessed. I've worked for major networks in the U.S. and Canada. Mm -hmm. I've worked for the Canadian television network, CTV. I've also worked for Fox. I've worked for CBS. Uh, And so I've been fortunate to have a very uh, wide-ranging background. And uh, we would see each other at at, at special events, you know, the the consulate in Trinidad, the Turnitin and Tobago consulate in New York would always have different events and functions. Mm -hmm. And bring up people from Trinidad and have cultural events. And of course, you know, uh, the carnival, West Indian Day Carnival in Brooklyn, <laughs> all of those things which bring out media people, business people and elected officials. So it, these circles are traveling together and our common, our common uh, goal is promoting Trinidad and promoting ourselves and our talents and the country and the culture and those sorts of things.
1: Thank you so much, Lorraine. It's it's a wonderful, wonderful opportunity to hear your story. And yours is so varied because it's in Canada, it's Trinidad, it's the U.S. What's the one thing you think you walking away from, from everything that you've done so far? What's the one most important lesson you've learned that's good to do? And what's the one most important lesson you've learned not to do?
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's one the same lesson
1: <laughs> Mr. Ahmed thank you so much for taking some time today to chat with us about your relationship with Mr. Jaikaran when did you first meet Mohan Jaikaran
4: I met Mohan I think in um, twenty oh, 2007 I um, was in Trinidad and I went and visited the station,
3: mm-hmm. and
4: uh, had a long chat with him. And um, it's um, uncanny because, you know, at the very first instant it seemed that we clicked, and um, we were able to to take it from there very positively.
1: And what led to your visit to the station?
4: Well, I um. I was really one of the founders of television in Trinidad, as you may have heard. I, um, I started at TDT wow. in November 7, 1963. fusion uh, House. Was, no, a television house on Maraval Road. And then I worked myself up. I was the first Trinidadian to become the head of programming for the national system TDT. So, my interest in Trinidad media and in television in particular has been so for well, over fifty years
0: now.-hmm
1: Looking at what when TV was able to accomplish in what one might um, perceive as a very short time, were you surprised by Mr. Jaikaran's growth in the industry?
4: Well, Yes, uh, and I'll tell you why. Because by 2007, Trinidad with a population at that time of just over a million people. Per population density, Trinidad had more TV than anywhere in the world. <laughs> I, th- I think at that time you had um, some like 12 TV st- um, services, including the specialties um, station. Mm-hmm. So uh, when TV had to operate within a very competitive environment. And I was really impressed at how Mohan put it all together. I I thought that um, his management techniques and his skills um, to maneuver with uh, limited budgets in the country, uh, but advertising split was not only the advertising is split among those television stations, but a gross expenditure on advertising had to go to something, what do you have? 20 something radio stations as well, when you count the. You e have and quite and a few, L. and every so day more. All coming, that's right, they're all coming. Um, I may be inaccurate of the exact number, but uh, there was a proliferation of radio and TV. So when you think of advertising appropriation for radio, TV, newspaper, billboards, you know, in a country with just over a million people. um, It takes some skill management to be successful.
1: What was some of your advice to him when you visited the station back then?
4: What happened um, after the first visit, or the second visit with Mohan, he told me that um, he was interested in what we'll call a distant signal and getting his signal out of Trinidad. So I told mm-hmm. him at that time, that is precisely what I was doing. I was outside of my, of regular broadcasting. I had retired and had set up myself as a consultant. And, um, what I was doing is really pl- placing onto the Canadian system foreign channels. And so I said, Bohan, you're talking to the right guy. that's exactly what I was doing at that time. In fact, I was working um, with the the German um, national system um, to get them into Canada. I had gotten one of the channels and we were looking at getting a second one. So I said, he said he was talking with someone, but after two or three years, there was no progress. So I said, okay, if you would like, I will try and help you. And that is what started then a business relationship. I was able, if I jump in time, I was able to get permission. And I'm quite proud of what I'm going to say here as a Trinidadian, um, a Trinidadian stroke Canadian. I was able to get permission for WinTV TV Uh to get into Canada, get into national redistribution. Um, I must also confess because Uh, My loyalty to TTT has been great. I Mm. first, when Mm. Mohan said that to me, I first approached the management of TTT, whatever it was called, and CP something. CNMG. That's right, CNMG. And um, I said, well, look, if you are interested, I will, as a national system owned by the people of Trinidad and Tobago, I could try and get you, the management showed no interest. So that is why it gave me in good conscience the avenue to operate with a private enterprise system to get him into Canada. And we had reached, I had gotten all the permissions. Um, in fact, we sent a number of test signals were sent from Trinidad to Canada. And uh, uh, for a little while, we we had a, a Wind TV on operating. Um, then, you know, Mohan unfortunately passed away. Uh, rather quickly, I guess, or without due notice um, and preparedness, and um, things started going haywire after that. Yes, yeah. He certainly had so much vision
1: and so much hope um, for the the possibility of of not only Trinidadian but Caribbean media outside of the region and impacting on the global media community. So it really speaks a lot to both your tenacity and and his um, sense of of a vision for the future. How this relationship started to proceed and progress. And unfortunately, as you said, you know, he left us somewhat too soon, many people say. And the, the dream... Didn't I wouldn't say the dream died there. The dream has just been paused. Of course, now so many other people are involved. His daughters are involved in somehow extending that legacy to make sure people understand his passion for media in Trinidad and Tobago, and the legacy of culture that he wanted to leave behind to everyone.
4: I'm very proud of, of that. So I was thinking globally. I was thinking beyond from a very, very early stage. So when Mohan asked me, that, can I help to get win externally to Trinidad? I said, fine. Yeah. And so we tried. Um, and he was um, lucky to be alive, to see it, it happen. What he was lucky to, to, to be able to do was to see the service rally establish itself and grow. Yeah. But um, yeah. that, that was the point where we were at when he passed away. Mohammed, thank and, you. Other things have happened. You know, it's unfortunate that Wynn lost its license. I don't want to get into the all the reasons, right? And for that, but then that kind of stopped the project because Wynn was no longer operating as a as a licensed radio or TV station.
1: Yes. Mohamed, thank you so very much for your thoughts and sharing your own experiences with Mohan Jaikaran.
0: Thank you for joining us on another special episode of One Win Presents. It was a privilege to share the story of the late Mr. Mohan Jaikaran and his significant impact on the world of chutney and soca music. His warmth and generosity will never be forgotten. And we are honored to have had the chance to pay homage to such a great man. We continue this next week with some even more special guests. This is Brian, your host here, alongside Nellen, signing off from One Win Presents.
3: And I would think that he's so uh, taken up by and, and preoccupied with uh, the nitty gritty of running a TV and a radio station, plus uh, his family and traveling back and forth to both places, his clubs, uh, so many things, like I mentioned, but however, yeah. we, we would sit in his office, uh, one of his offices and and he would give me in detail what went on here with this release of this artist and this release of this producer and K what and I and I could hear him, K-I, KI these 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 guys are
0: doing what I thought they would be doing and yeah. this <laughs> you would hear the voice and <laughs>